Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast in all things related to workplace safety. This week, hosted by me, Samantha Hoadley. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based on my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. The National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health has found that 35 pounds is the maximum amount of weight for caregivers to lift. For our caregivers, this means there will never be a safe way to transfer a resident who is not able to bear their own weight with a gate belt. Instead, a mechanical lift needs to be used. The goal of any safe resident handling movement program is to ensure the safety to staff and residents alike. This is achieved by minimizing or eliminating the manual lifting of residents whenever possible. When determining resident transfer status, staff are often able to determine when a patient is independent and when they need a total body mechanical lift. They can either stand and walk by themselves or not at all. But when we consider the criteria for gate belt and sit-to-stand lift transfers, the waters can get muddy. In these situations, it is crucial that caregivers recognize the difference between the criteria for a gate belt versus a mechanical sit-to-stand lift transfer. To be a good candidate for a gate belt transfer, a resident must be cooperative, able to follow directions, able to move to the edge of their seat and sit unsupported, and stand with a gentle pull of the gate belt, not lift. They must also be able to bear their weight throughout the duration of the transfer. For a mechanical sit-to-stand lift transfer, a resident must be able to bear weight but may not be able to do so throughout the duration of the transfer or may be unpredictable in their weight bearing, be cooperative and able to follow directions, and have good trunk and neck control. Consider the following incident. After dinner, Jane, a caregiver, took her resident, Pat, back to her room. While Pat usually walks with a gate belt for setting assist, she did not want to walk at that time and requested a wheelchair. When they got back to Pat's room, she indicated that she wanted to lay down. Jane placed a gate belt on Pat and asked her to scoot to the edge of the wheelchair. Jane had to assist Pat to the edge of her chair. Previously, Pat was able to do this herself. Jane stood close to Pat with one foot in front of the other, grasped the gate belt with both hands near Pat's hips, and gently started rocking her back and forth while counting to three. Jane noticed that Pat was not rocking with her as she had done in the past and didn't appear to be cooperating with the transfer and following directions. Jane proceeded with guiding Pat to a standing position, but found herself pulling and lifting up on the gate belt to get Pat to a standing position. Jane quickly realized that this transfer required much more effort than usual. As they began to turn, Pat's legs buckled and she began to fall. Now, let's talk about what red flags should have alerted Jane to the fact that Pat was not capable of completing a safe gate ball transfer that day. Pat was tired. She was normally able to ambulate with contact assist, but she asked to use a wheelchair to go back to her room after dinner. Pat required assistance to get to the edge of her seat. She usually is independent in doing this. Pat was not fully cooperating with the transfer and did not follow directions to rock with Jane. When Jane started to guide Pat to a standing position with the gate belt, she found herself lifting versus guiding. Looking back, we now see that Pat did not meet the criteria for gate belt transfer. A common response to safety when it comes to gate belt transfers is to add a second staff member to assist. What if Jane had asked for a second caregiver to help her complete Pat's gate belt transfer to have assistance in getting her into bed? A gate belt transfer with a resident who is not able to bear weight does not become easier with a second caregiver. When a second caregiver is used, they are only there to assist with tasks such as moving equipment or guiding the resident's hips, hand placement, or assist with self-cares. 
At no time should this caregiver have their hands on the gate belt. In this case, by adding a second caregiver would only increase the risk of injury to Jane and another caregiver. Even more importantly, using two caregivers to lift Pat could have exposed her to more injuries. Lifting the resident with a gate belt could cause the gate belt to ride up on the resident. This can potentially lead to skin tears, bruising, broken ribs, or internal injuries. If the resident requires a level of assistance that staff feel they need two staff members to lift a resident, a mechanical sit-to-stand lift or total body lift should be used. So what should have Jane done? Caregivers in healthcare facilities are the eyes and ears in knowing their resident's level of function. Although Pat's care plan listed her as a gate belt transfer, upon noticing some of the red flags that we discussed earlier, she should have stopped the transfer, alerted nursing, and got a mechanical lift to complete the transfer. In this instance, a sit-to-stand mechanical lift would have provided a safer mode of transfer for Pat. In addition, Jane should follow the proper protocols for communicating the change in Pat's transfer status. To help you and your staff keep these principles of safe resident handling alive on the floor, West Bend Mutual has developed training resources. These materials consist of training videos, training quick clips, and written quick talks. Please contact your loss control consultant who can help you in developing a comprehensive safe resident handling program to fully utilize the training materials that West Bend Mutual has to offer. Remember, what you do for safety today may prevent an injury tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join us again next week. Until then, please make time each day to create a safer workplace.